spent too much time in California. Now I got that Rona. Gotta be a loner. Staring at my phone. Gotta be a loner. Gotta be a loner. So I'm on the road again. I got a job, which is requiring me to drive back to Los Angeles. I mean, it's not requiring me to drive. It's requiring me to go there, and I don't want to fly, so I'm driving. Also, when you're in Los Angeles, you need a car, so I want to have my car. But I started driving about two hours ago, left Pennsylvania, feeling kind of, I don't know. Time has passed. We understand how to be safe, and I feel confident that I can be safe, but at the same time, I'm on the road in the middle of the country, and I don't know what to expect, which makes me nervous and a little scared. Um, you know, the thing, the lucky thing is I'm going to be tested for COVID pretty much as soon as I get to L.A. for this job, which will at least give me I'll at least know there's no, uh, you know, no ambiguity about how safe this trip was. Uh, I'll know if I was safe or not pretty soon after I uh, arrive, which is uh, is nice, but that doesn't mean, you know, I'm still going to absolutely do everything I can. And so I just stopped at my first, first restaurant stop. I had to use the bathroom and, uh, you know, Stopping in central Pennsylvania is, doesn't seem like it would be ideal, and uh, it turns out it wasn't. It's Monday afternoon. For some reason, this gas station slash truck stop is super crowded, which is the first thing I noticed, which made me nervous. And then I have to go inside, obviously, to use the restroom. And uh, so I park, and I see people coming out that are wearing masks so that gives me a little bit of relief but then and I see that there's a sign on the door that says you know no entry without masks which seems okay and then I notice right behind me there is a older woman and a small like a, a little girl walking and they are dressed like uh, you know in like Am- Amish or uh, Mennonite garb with the you know, the typical traditional dress that they wear. No masks, obviously. And it turns out there's a whole giant passenger van full of that person, that type of person, <laughs> that person, full of the, the, you know, the Amish or the, uh, the uh, Mennonites. And they're all arriving and all coming in and using the bathroom at the same time. So I get out of the way. I let them go in before me and, uh, then I realized pretty soon after that I'm going to be in the bathroom. You know, I kind of wait until a lot of them are gone, but there are stalls and things, and I don't know who's in this little bathroom. And so I get in there and realize that there are, you know, a bunch of these men in there without masks in a small room, and I'm just, uh, I just left feeling so not good. And then I walk out, and obviously this is a restaurant stop in Pennsylvania, so there's a subway attached to it. And, you know, there's a, a giant man in there with no mask on who is not Mennonite. It's just typical Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, people that work there with their masks down below their nose. And 
So, you know, this trip is going to be interesting. It's uh, already worse than I hoped. But, you know, this is why I'm seeing firsthand why this country's doing so poorly with the response to this disease. Because, and I'm not blaming the, the Amish and Mennonites. They do their own thing all the time. It makes me uncomfortable. I'm not happy about it. But I at least get why they, they're not taking our influence because they never do. They don't even use electricity. Well, though, you know what I'm saying. They have their traditions and they follow them and at least they're consistent. Dumb Americans, you know, I, that is a whole extra level of frustration because they're knowingly putting us in danger, being selfish. It, what is it, like two, three minutes of your time wearing a mask in, in the fucking rest stop? So, you know, I find myself in my mask. For some reason, automatically, I only breathe it through my nose when I put a mask on. I learned that about myself. That's not something I do on purpose. My mouth just stays closed when I'm in there. So I feel like that, you know, it's probably better than breathing through your mouth. may not be, may not offer much, but, um... I also hold my breath a lot, which is weird. Like, I, I was in that rest stop for a few minutes, and I probably breathed, like, ten times. And I don't know if that's good, because I'm, you know, taking big gulps of air every once in a while, but I try I don't know. I'm playing all these weird games, and ultimately they probably will not have any effect. But, uh, you know, I'm back on the road. I'm doing this weird episode. Here we are. Uh, we're see- I'm seeing it firsthand. I wish I could do a video episode, but that would be difficult. So just audio. I'm out on the road the next couple of days trying to avoid people as much as possible. Everything we know about this virus is, you know, the only way you get it is person to person. Surfaces don't seem to be much of a thing. So I'm just staying away from people and trying to not be indoors with other people as much as I possibly can. And, uh, I'm going to hopefully I brought some food. I'm going to be calling ahead to places and maybe only buying food from places that I can, uh, you know, call in an order or just whenever I have to stop to use the bathroom, picking something quick. I don't know. I'm just going to stay away from people as much as I can, and then I'm going to get tested. Luckily. Uh, okay. Hoping, hoping to be safe. Feeling weird. Back on the road. Listening to Colin Joe's book. And uh, it was really funny. And then it got really sad. So thank you, Colin Joe's got to Ohio. First uh, time stopping for gas. I'm in a pilot near Youngstown, Ohio, and I'm at the, the slowest gas pump ever, so I decided to, to check in here to give you an example. All right, we're at $6. We just hit $6, just freely pumping, and we're at 650 
and seven dollars. That's a pretty slow pump, uh, but this is my first stop for gas. I'm gonna pilot, and again, there's a mass required for entry um, on the door. However, not too many masks, and the people that were wearing them, I saw a lot of noses. A lot of noses. Uh, I'll just put it that way. And it's, uh, it's, it's fucking frustrating, man. Just like this, just creates this tension in my body that could be alleviated if people just, all right, we just hit $10 in that time. Could be alleviated if people just, just wore the mask, you know? I, I would feel so much more comfortable, and I can't imagine I'm the only one. And, oh, gas is only $2 here, though. Well, okay. I guess we're at $12, so that means I got a million, a million pounds of gas. They get, they do it in pounds in Ohio. Here's four pounds of gas. Anyway, just, this is just a mass check, you know, Youngstown, a lot of noses, a lot of, a lot of exposed noses. Also just found out, you know, I was on the Pat Finnerty show, Grolathon was on Saturday. I don't know if there's any crossover between, in the audiences between this show and that show. Got Dave Grohl on. He got Grohl, man, and he's just written up in Rolling Stone, and that is awesome. How a, quote, fucking nobody got Dave Grohl to jam with him on Instagram Live. And I watched the entire Grohl-a-thon, and I am super proud of Pat. It's great. So go go watch Pat Finnerty's show on Instagram or follow him or whatever the next step is. We're taking this shit to network. Yeah. It's great. So I got that news within the last couple hours. He got Grohl. And by the way, I'm a Grohl fan for life now. Seems like a, an amazing, nice, humble dude who who gets it. He's cool. All right. All right, this is day two of travel. Uh, it's three in the afternoon, almost four here through one time zone. Um, just trying to figure out, well, I'm in Missouri. I just stopped, um, for gas and I hate having to stop for gas in Missouri. I mean, there's just nowhere that feels safe. As far as, sorry, I'm also driving this time, and I don't know what the hell's going on. All right, so this morning, started out fine. I stayed at a hotel outside of India, Indianapolis uh, in this town called Terre Haute, um, which is like an hour outside of Indianapolis. I wanted to get a little further away. Um, and, you know, immediately crashed, slept well, woke up, felt like it was going to be a good day to get a lot of you know driving done so going a little while and okay what happens first i'm driving a while and um i don't really i don't normally eat breakfast uh so i just get in the car and drive and then you know after a few hours around noon decide it's time to eat breakfast so get off the road there happens to be a denny's right there Denny's is doing curbside pickup. Just order on the website. 
find your location. I'm like, oh, that's kind of great. You know, Denny's is shitty, but maybe it's delicious right now, and I'll just eat in the car and avoid everybody, and uh, it'll be great. So I ordered Denny's, sit in the car, and they, you tell them what kind of car you have. You park in a particular spot, whatever. So I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting, waiting for a while, and then in the meantime, I'm try- I've am trying. i been in touch with my dad who needs to... Normally, so I got hired as a, as I mentioned on this podcast, as a contact tracer at Rutgers. That job has not started yet. Still in the paperwork phase. Um, And normally they have you come in, but obviously they're not doing that right now. So I needed to have like a, I guess a notary essentially. But so my dad happens to be a lawyer and he is also a notary. I think that all lawyers are notaries. I could be wrong about that. Um, but anyway, he was acting as my remote agent for this, for my I-9 and he was having trouble with it. And so he had to, we had to like coordinate with Rutgers about, um, getting this paperwork done and they sent him the wrong thing, which is why he couldn't get it right. And so we're in touch. And then he, um, he was like, can you send me a picture of your driver's license? I was like, okay. So sent him a picture of the driver's license for the paperwork he was like uh it's expired and i was like what do you mean i look at my driver's license it had expired on my birthday two weeks ago and he was like all right well it's no big deal just like go somewhere in scranton and uh get it renewed and i was like actually maybe big deal i'm in uh i'm in indiana i think i was still in indiana at the time I was like, I'm in Indiana right now. And uh, he was like, whatever you do, don't get caught uh, driving without it. But otherwise, you're fine. Just get it renewed. And I was like, okay, well, actually, I'm in the middle of the country. And I'm all I'm doing for the next three days is driving. And he was like, that's not good. So I'm sitting outside Denny's waiting for this food to come out. And I, then I start freaking out about this driver's license. Because normally, I feel like you get papers in the mail that are like, renew your driver's license, like maybe a couple months before it expires. That didn't happen. And I haven't been driving for a long time, for months. So I haven't even been looking at my license. I haven't been thinking about it. So I'm happen- I happen to be a full day away from home in the middle of the country when I realized my driver's license is expired. So I'm freaking out. My blood sugar is dropping. Normally I'm fine, but I think the stress of this kind of like those things just compounded and I started losing my mind. And so I get, I get Deanie back home. Nadine from an earlier episode, my partner, she helps me out. I was like, uh, my license is expired. And I thought she was going to yell at me. She did not yell at me. She was like, oh, well, do you want me to help you out? I can do it online for you. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to do that on my phone right now, but it sucks. She was like, oh, I'll do it for you. So she does it for me and then emails me a temporary driver's license. And I was like, oh, well, okay, that's not so bad. And then she was like, but it expires in like you know, two weeks or three weeks or something. And then you have to get your real license. And so then I thought, okay, I'm going to have to figure out how to be back in Pennsylvania to get my driver's license. So I'm running through these scenarios of how I have to like drive right back to Pennsylvania after I do this job. And you know, things that sounded pretty terrible, uh, things that I did not want to do. So then I, I'm like, all right, I just got to call the DMV and see if there's a way I can get this done out of state uh even though you know my residence is not changing 
So I get on the phone with the DMV. They're like, okay, the wait is over 10 minutes. So I'm just sitting there in the car. I don't want to go inside the Denny's, but I want the food. And I can't call the Denny's because I'm on hold with the DMV. After 20 minutes of being on hold and still not getting my food, I'm starting to lose my mind. I, I'm a, I consider just driving away. I'm just like abandoning the $12 that I spent on an omelet. I'm just like, I'm gonna, I got to get the fuck out of here. And uh, But I did not do that. I again contacted Nadine and I was like, can you call this Denny's and tell them I'm outside? And she was like, thought she was going to yell at me again. She didn't yell at me. She just said, sure. So she called them and she was like, okay, they're coming out with your food. And I was like, wow. So this lady comes out a few seconds later, gives me my, my food. I eat an omelet. And then as soon as I'm done, the lady comes on the phone with the DMV. And I was like, is there a way I can take care of this out of state? And she was like, oh, there's nothing more to do. You renewed. They're sending you your license in the mail. And I was like, so I don't have to go get my picture taken or anything? They were like, no, we're going to use your old picture. So I'm like, okay, that seems like a strange move. Uh, My picture will be eight years old, but all right. seems like what's done is done. And uh, so then I just, you know, I'll ask Deanie again. Hey, can you mail me my driver's license when it arrives? Sure. She's not even going to yell at me. So things got cleared up pretty quickly. Obviously, I still don't want to get pulled over. I mean, not that I ever do. But uh, I especially don't now because all I have is an emailed driver's license. Uh, So that is an element of fear that I'm experiencing, but I think I'm okay. So that was my morning and that sucked. So then I kept driving and I have not stopped until just now in Missouri. And, uh, it's funny, the correlation, the direct correlation I'm seeing between the number of Trump signs and the number of masks those things appear to be inversely proportional. As the number of Trump signs goes up, the number of masks goes down. It's not science. It's just my observation, but damn, I did not feel like that come and go in Missouri was a place that I wanted to be. So I just ran in. There's nobody with a mask on, except the people working there, which is probably only because they have to. And, uh... Nobody else, literally nobody else. So I run to the bathroom, run out the side door. I'm in the building as little as possible. I don't get near anybody. Wash my hands. The hand washing is the most vulnerable spot because you're stuck there. You got soap on your hands. You can't move. There's another sink a foot away, and that's the only other sink. And so if somebody else comes in there and wants to wash their hands, they're not wearing a mask, you're kind of stuck for some amount of time. And uh, so far that hasn't happened, but... My biggest fear is having to wash my hands next to an unmasked Missouriman. But I'm back on the road now, soon to be in Oklahoma, where they start charging tolls. I remember the Oklahoma tolls very well. They they have the, the strangest system. You get on, you pay the full price for the full road, and then if you get off early, they give you money back. It's like... This, the opposite way of any other toll I've ever seen is just you get some kind of like ticket that says, okay, I'm on the road now. And then when you get off, you show that receipt, 
or maybe you have a, an easy pass or something and you just pay that amount and there's no refund but this they everybody pays the full amount and then you get some back if you don't use it it's a very it's kind of a strange concept it's like road rebate i don't i don't know why they do that but i remember it and they probably get it over on a lot of people a lot of people just probably end up paying full price because they lose their little receipt so i got that to look forward to and i'm gonna i'm actually gonna go to a whole foods outside of tulsa because as much as i don't want to go to a grocery store i feel like when you're in oklahoma pretentious grocery store might be the best bet for people masking up and i'd need to eat something in a couple hours and maybe get provisions for later so i don't have to stop again so that's my current plan i'll be there in two hours and so for the next two hours i'm going to um keep talking obviously and uh so what do you want to talk about let's go to whole foods 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 Hey, you're on the podcast. Oh, gosh. Hold on. I'm trying to charge my phone. Oh. I'm going to be on speaker. Okay. Does that matter? Sounds the same. Sure. Okay, what's up? Ah, shit. Did I go the wrong way? I went the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just catching up. I haven't uh, talked since I was decided to go to Whole Foods because I thought that that would be the place where people wore masks. And they did. And everyone did except for one guy who had the neck scarf on, but yeah. he had it around his neck like a scarf and not on his face. But I see that here. It's- that's not new. It was not covering his nose or mouth, is what I mean. No, I understand. I've seen that. I don't know if people just, like, totally forget. I don't I don't know how you could forget when you're in a checkout line at a grocery store, though. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry, there's a dog fight. I don't think you can forget when you're in a checkout line and everyone around you is just, like, staring at you, like... What's up with this guy? I don't know. I don't understand it. But, like, what else? So you're just wearing it so people think that you forgot to put it on and you're, like, kind of responsible but not? Like, what? Why would he even have it on his neck? Maybe he wears it when he finds it necessary and he did not find that moment necessary. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems a little self-involved to me, but... Well, anyone who doesn't wear a mask is self-involved or stupid. But I just went to 7-Eleven in Oklahoma and 
there was some of the employees weren't even wearing masks. Mm. It was a total crapshoot. Then there was one lady in the car next to me filling up her gas tank who had a mask, but she had it pulled down and she was smoking a cigarette with gloves on. With gloves on. What? (laughs) I feel like if you are smoking a cigarette, you might as well just not wear a mask or even think about gloves. Well, the thing is, if you're a smoker, you need to wear a mask more than anybody does. But the image of her smoking with the gloves on was unbelievable. Uh, So I have no words. I just get so frustrated. I've said this already on this recording, but uh, I, like, hold my breath and... I take like three breaths the entire time I'm in the building. And when someone comes in without a mask, I just give them a dirty look and exaggeratedly move out of the way. Oh, if I see someone, yeah, I understand. Well, wait, let's go back to what you said. You hold your breath. Yeah, I like get real weird about breathing in there. I get freaked out. With what? Even with a mask. Well, yeah. Okay. Why do you like? Why do you feel like you have to hold your breath? I mean. What about your eyes? Well, I usually wear sunglasses too. I mean, you I don't. You get goggles. Well. I, I don't think any of it is necessary. I mean, the mask... The thing is, to get the virus, you have to ha- have, like, prolonged exposure, or so they say, mm-hmm. for, like, 15 minutes. And I also avoid talking when I have a mask on, and I only breathe through my nose. Because everything is just, like, if someone's near you talking or singing or breathing. So I'm just like, all right, I, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to breathe. I mean, I am going to sing, but that's just that. <laughs> One out of three. Well, okay. So you hold your bath and then you give dirty looks. Well, I feel like the dirty looks are not very effective because of the mask. And the sunglasses, potentially. So... <laughs> I've just basically, like... I give them a too wide of a berth. I like, if I'm gonna be near them, I like walk like 10 feet away. No, I do that as well, but are you inside when you're doing this or outside? Inside. Outside, I just like walk real fast and get away from everybody. Oh no, I give, I do the first thing you're talking about when I'm outside. I've never experienced it like an indoor non-masker. Well, that's not true. At the gas station at home, they sometimes don't. And I make a wide... I, like, I run away from them. Yeah, well, that's every other person out here. What? It's every other person out here. So, like, then I, I do that and I feel like a crazy person. Well, my... 
I'm trying to make them feel like a crazy person. <laughs> like, oh, oh, like I gotta get the fuck away from you, dude. Well, like, I'm not trying to make them feel powerful. Like, they're pushing me out of the way. I'm trying to be like, like, get me the fuck away from this idiot. No, yeah, that's what I feel too. But it's really kind of sad. Yeah, because I'm, like, going out of my way to make them safer, and they're going out of their way to make me less safe. Yeah, so why do you, like, I don't understand the people that just don't wear a mask. So what's, like... Yeah, get another six quarters out. What the fuck? Um... How is this... Oh. How is... Anyway... Oh. What? How much is it? $1.50, but there's a bill changer. Well, like, did you bring a roll of quarters with you? Like, how are you doing this? I just said there's a bill changer. Oh, uh-uh. The first time I encountered this, I was like, who's Bill Changer? Oh, you <laughs> Yes, I did, because there's no, like, indication of what it is. It just has a big sign that says bill changer as you're approaching. <laughs> I was like, you know how some rest stops like have a name? Yeah. I was like, I oh, this is the Bill Changer rest stop. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Alright. I gotta dump them in this cone. Let's see if the light turns green. With a what? It's so backwards. I hate. Fuck. Then I gotta sanitize my hands. <laughs> God damn. Never drive in Oklahoma. Yeah. Doesn't sound fun. Nah, Oklahoma sucks. They make... What's the least? I mean, you stayed in a hotel. What's the least? safe you've felt so far? The least safe I've felt? Yeah. It's probably at any of the gas stations that I've been to today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The hotel was pretty safe. There's only one person working and there was nobody around and they wouldn't even let me in the building until mm -hmm. I confirmed that I had a reservation and there was like a piece of plexiglass between me and the person. Yeah. And there was also hand sanitizer provided. I was worried about having to get in the elevator with somebody, but that did not happen. Yeah, because no one was really there, right? No, I didn't see any other guests. I was bummed that the window didn't open, but... Yeah. I would have liked I feel like that. And then a hotel. Usually you can crack it. Mm, sometimes. Well, in Vegas we had a whole balcony. Yeah, but that's rare. I think that's the only one with that. Anyway. Well, I'm tired. 
Alright, let me let me get off the podcast. Oh, is that one still the podcast? Yeah. No one to hear about back windows. Of course I do, that's related to the virus. Alright, I'm turning it off now. Um, okay, day three, morning, New Mexico, caffeine gum, cruise control. Here we are. Well, okay. Spent the night in Amarillo. Try to make it tonight. Have today be the last day of the drive. Cruise control, 78 miles per hour, 77, anyway, caffeine gum, well, okay, back hurts, neck hurts, couldn't sleep, okay, Amarillo, New Mexico, Zuni symbol, land of enchantment, okay, Whole Foods loves the gas station. No mask, caffeine gum, whoopee. Okay, I guess you can all see where my head's at these days. Three days of driving. Okay, all right. You know, I was listening to a podcast, comedy. And I'm the type of guy that, you know, I believe you can joke about anything with restrictions like, no, not with restrictions, with expectations that you're going to have the right perspective and it's going to be funny and you're going to have something new to offer if it's a topic that people typically don't want to hear about. Better be funny, right? I usually think that you can joke about anything. And if some people are triggered by it, it's a them problem, and they should recognize that. Like, okay, these are not for me. There's nothing wrong with the, the words, necessarily, unless they're intentionally hurtful. Anyway, that's not what I'm trying to talk about. Let's listen to a podcast. And I found that I'm very triggered by anti-mask jokes, which is a weird thing because, I don't know, you you should be able to joke about that if you want. Comedians make a joke. That's what they do. But I was, I almost turned the podcast off. I was like, I can't hear this right now. I don't, I think. It just comes off as just so, so selfish or, or so self-centered, you know, no awareness. If anybody's argument against masks has anything to do with themselves, then I don't think it's a valid argument. Like, well, I, well, already lost me because wearing a mask has nothing to do with you. And the only valid point that has to do with you is you're, if you're like, I don't 
have any ears or I cannot physically put on or remove a mask you know but I, someone lady was talking about I have asthma and it's hard to breathe I'm like well you need to be wearing a mask more than just about everybody else think a mask makes it hard to breathe imagine what coronavirus COVID-19 would do to your breathing and if you can't put a mask on don't go into the place where you need to like well, where, where do you need to go buy your groceries online get them delivered what do you possibly need to do that's essential if you have asthma if I had asthma during this pandemic I don't think I would go anywhere I'm already terrified of the world but I'm confident that I personally can stay safe and I'm doing my best to keep everyone else safe in that process but I'm going to these gas stations I'm going to Love's I, I didn't go into I had to I had to pee pretty bad in Texas go to a gas station I'm filling up figured while I'm filling up I'll also you know the opposite defill pour some out you know my body my bladder and uh this place called All Sups A-L-L-S-U-P-S All Sups I assume that when you walk in everybody just says sup and that's it but I didn't go in because I looked in and none of the employees were wearing masks and everyone going in and out was not and I was just like you know what fuck this place I don't need to go in there because I'm driving across the country right now for a very particular opportunity and I'm going to be tested when I get there and if I fucking test positive it's going to be negative it's going to be a negative experience I'm going to be pissed, and I'm going to be blaming all subs. It's going to fucking be all sucks if I test net positive. So, I'm not going in all subs. So I drove to the next place, which was in New Mexico, and I saw a lot of noses, but people were more compliant. Anyway. This episode is sponsored by All Sups. If you need anything, sup. I also heard someone describe, as I'm driving across the country, the the uh, a metaphor of driving across this country from east to west as a metaphor for your life and how everything starts off all lush and green and hydrated vibrant and as you drive west you know you lose the trees everything's just sort of just you know pretty green still but grass just flat grass and then as you get past the middle starts to dry out and then things get real rocky and then once you pass that rocky phase, you're in the desert, and everything's dead. 
and the weather's just 75 degrees every day and it's groundhog day it's like purgatory you know so that's what i'm doing right now as i'm listening to somebody describe it as i'm slowly dying over the course of three days my back hurts caffeine gum I haven't got any phone calls. No driver's license. So, 11 a.m., New Mexico, 13 hours and 14 minutes away from my apartment in North Hollywood. Doable. Not going to feel good, but doable. Last time I did this, it was snowing in Flagstaff, even though it was hot everywhere else. The elevation is up higher there. Like the top of the staff of a flag. Is that why it's called that? Because it's high up, like it's a flag at the top of the flagpole. Be cool if Arizona was at half mast. Because of coronavirus, you know, so many people are dying. And I wouldn't have to travel as far in elevation. Let's just fly Flagstaff a little, you know, half mast today. To honor the 170,000 people that have thus far died in this country from COVID-19. COVID-170K. Yeah, I feel great about things right now. Wow. I did have the opportunity to watch AOC do a live stream last night. And it felt, it kind of felt better that I watched it while in Texas. I didn't really watch it while I was driving. I just had it on and then listen like a podcast but I never really liked politicians not even one really until Bernie Sanders And but I like her she says things that make sense to me and you know for the most part fuck Texas but uh maybe not I don't know. Cool. Well. Thought of this joke, right? I had to write a little uh, blurb about myself for something. A bio. And for some reason I can't do those things seriously. Especially when I say on in the blurb that I do comedy. It's like, well, this is... This blur was not funny. But even if I didn't say that, I, I just I can't write a genuine thing about myself. So, just on the fly, I came up with this joke. <laughs> many, many people consider me the Qdoba of comedy. Bland not authentic at all 
and banking on the fact that people will forget how I made them feel last time. Little wordy, but Kudoba is disgusting. And the only reason you would ever go there is because it has been long enough since you were there before that you forgot how you felt afterwards. Right? Nobody goes to a Kudoba like while memories are still fresh. They wait till the memories are as stale as their fucking tortillas. Also, am I saying that right? Qdoba? Like, you just say the letter Q and then say Doba, right? It's not Qdoba. Q is not just like a, a, a different K. It's Qdoba. Also, I don't know if I've ever eaten at a Qdoba. Maybe once. I guess it's time for me to go again because I forget. I forget how I felt. Although I just do have a negative association with it. I was going to say Chipotle, but Qdoba is way funnier. Everyone knows what Qdoba is, right? It's, it's around. It's everywhere. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Qdoba. We make round cheese flavored non-Mexican Mexican food. I'm reading it right off the page. You know? Alright. That's enough. Wow. Okay. Man. The story's got more left turns than a fucking NASCAR race. I actually had to look up that joke, make sure it was accurate. But yes, apparently NASCAR, they only turn left because apparently it was a a protest against the British way of horse racing because they all went clockwise. And so America was like, we're going to go the other way. And then that turned into NASCAR racing. Well, it didn't turn into, but the tradition carried on. Horses turned into NASCARs, and that's where they all went and are to this day. Just slap a downy sign on a horse's ass, and you got a NASCAR. Okay, so last time I left off, I think I was driving in New Mexico or something, and it was my last day. Well, turned out that wasn't my last day. First left turn was right into Flagstaff, Arizona, where I stopped to get something to eat, and then uh, I was like, I'm really tired. It was probably like 6 or 7 p.m., and I had another six and a half hours or so, and I decided to crash into a Whole Foods. I, well, no, I got a hotel for the night and slept a lot, and then woke up and finished the drive at a leisurely pace, got back LA, a couple, a couple in the afternoon is what I was about to say, it doesn't make sense, uh, 5 or so p.m., perfect time to arrive, not a lot of traffic, because of pandemic, and then, um, so, you know, back into my room, it was almost like I never left, except I entered a, 
world that was completely upside down. And uh, it was just kind of bizarre just being here. Just like basically flashing forward from March to August 2020. And just everyone's acting so differently. It's like waking up and just like in a bizarro world. But I'm glad that people are, even people outside are wearing masks. Most people like running and exercising, which I don't think is necessary based on data, but that's fine. It's extra safe and I'm cool with that, of course. Uh, But anyway, so I came back for this gig that was one of the direct reason for me coming back. So I had to go get this COVID test and quarantine at a hotel in uh, outside, uh, like next to LAX. And that's what I did for two days. And for reasons I won't get into, one of them being uh, the gig was in Portugal and I would have had to travel and just a bunch of other stuff. Um, I decided I didn't want to do it after stewing on it for two days in a hotel room. So I told them, I don't think I want to do this. Is that fine? And they were like, sure, you know, it's up to you. We get it. And, uh, so last night I came back home. I left the hotel. I left quarantine, came back home and now I'm just here. And the whole reason I came back is gone and I'm uh, feeling real weird like what am I doing feeling pretty uh, lost and down but I feel like maybe people have been feeling like this the entire time and I've just been lucky enough to be comfortable and not have to think that much about uh, about those things but now I'm here and you know it's fine Uh, I don't feel like I'm not safe I haven't gotten the results from the test yet Uh, I get those today they said they'll still send them to me which is nice They'll even reimburse me for the money I spent on food while I was in the hotel. So uh, it's not like I lost anything, but except my whole reason for living. Uh, But, you know, I'm just trying to find my way now. And uh, I've got a couple days before I start the couple of jobs, the remote jobs that I got. And I also got offered my job back at coffee shop. So I think I'm about to about to be really busy here. And I don't know exactly how to feel about that. I haven't worked like a full time job. And I think these jobs combined will be more than more than 40 hours a week. And uh, luckily, most of them are from home and safe. And um, but I don't need to be here to do that. I could do that anywhere. I could do that at home. I could do it from hotel anywhere. You know, it's a remote job. And uh, I do have an audition for a commercial tomorrow. I don't think anybody gives a shit. I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. And the audition is online. Uh, like, live online. It's not a... It's not a I'm not sending in a tape. It's, like, online with... Uh, you know, like a Zoom call, but not. It's through something else. Bluejeans.com, I believe, was actually what it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have an audition through Blue Jeans. And so, you know, there might be... I'm hoping that 
me not doing this Portugal thing was the right decision. What basically ended up happening was I was just so on the fence. They were like, can you give us a decision by tonight if you do want to leave? Because I was like, you know, I'm thinking about not not proceeding with this. What are my options? And they were like, you know, nothing's going to be held against you. It's totally up to you. But can you please let us know what you want to do by tonight? I was like, sure. And this was last night. And so I'm just going over, you know, what I want to do, what I think, what what the risks and rewards are. And uh, ultimately just realized that I was stuck on the fence. There was nothing that was going to make the decision for me unless anything changed. And it didn't seem like anything was going to change because my status in the job was unclear. Like I might go and make zero dollars or I might go and might make a life changing amount of money. But either way, I was going to be missing, you know, the audition, the start dates of my jobs that are coming up. There was no guarantee that it was going to work out in my favor. And I was just going to be in Portugal, but also stuck in a hotel room, not even allowed to leave to go for a walk. So I was stuck on the fence. I was like, I don't think anything is going to make this decision for me. I've gone over everything. I don't know how I feel about it. So that to me says I might as well just bow out bow wow wow um now so that you can find somebody to replace me that's excited to be here uh and so that you have as much time as possible to find that person and i don't want to screw you guys over i don't want to say i'll do it and then tomorrow be like actually i realized that i really don't want to do it i didn't want to feel pressure um so i said you know i'm out i'd rather leave on good terms you know make sure that they can cover their end and uh you know it's show business you never know what's going to happen those people might be like hey we need you for something else uh or we found this perfect thing for you or whatever this is a definite now any any of many possibilities but so i left way before their deadline they said by tonight and i just called back like an hour later like yeah i'm gonna leave um and they were like well let me make sure you get paid for the time you're here for your reimburse you for your food and I was like okay sure um so everything was fine and I don't regret my decision I'm just gonna assume that I would have made zero dollars and it wouldn't have been worth it because that's how I choose to rationalize it but who knows and I'm hoping that this week honestly if it was any other week I would have just gone but I just I've got a show tomorrow online I've got an audition and I start two jobs potentially three jobs this week so it's just like it's definitely worth my while to be here and it may not be worth my while at all to be there so I've never really been somebody to be to make decisions based on money and I didn't want to change that all of a sudden you know I don't want to drag myself to Portugal for the chance of making money and, you know, abandoning things that I want to do. So I stayed true to myself. What I'm trying to say is I have an incredible amount of integrity. That's what I'm trying to say. So you should be glad to be listening to my voice right now. (laughs) Everyone that was on my side is now not. Okay. But, uh, so I was going to make this a two-parter episode. I was going to be traveling across the country and then traveling in Europe. 
traveling to Portugal and being stuck in a hotel room there. But this has become a part one of one instead of a part one of two. So I think we're nearing the end. Now I'm in Los Angeles. And uh, I made it here. And hopefully I have tested negative for COVID. And I've seen uh, I've seen people, plenty of people with no masks. Lots of them. I saw a dude at a rest stop in Arizona with no mask and a gun on his waist. And I was like, hell yeah, Biden-Harris 2020. I did not say that. I was afraid. And surprise, surprise, he was buying the grossest food I've ever seen in my life. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Clearly this, he chooses. People want to choose the right to make bad decisions over health of human beings, including themselves. Which I personally do not understand. I think human rights are important. But every once in a while, something will come along that's a little more important. Like a global crisis. And sometimes priorities can change. It's okay. No one's saying that human rights are not important. Nobody's saying that. It's just saying that like, for this snapshot, for this moment in time, this other thing is slightly more important. And we have to address it. So that we can go back to valuing our personal liberties safely tomorrow. But, you know, people people can't hear that. And they want to put themselves and other people in danger for the right to eat some greasy gas station pizza and fucking, uh, you know, cough on somebody or whatever. And have a gun on your waist, apparently. Which is a whole nother issue. Fuck guns, right? Fuck 12. I don't even know what that one means, but fuck 12 and 13 and 14. And any fucking number that is associated with police, you know? Fuck K9 units, right? Digging myself into a hole. We're making left turns. Alright, I think that does it for this episode. Thank you for going on this journey with me, if anyone has. Get in touch with me, the Alonavirus Podcast at Gmail, the Alonavirus Podcast on Instagram, my personal Instagram, Judaism. Whatever, you know. Hoping to do more episodes, but like I said, I'm going to be busy, and I'm in LA, and things are different. Um, but, uh, I like this one. This one's, this one's been fun. And I, if nothing else, will enjoy listening back to it in the future. Capturing this moment. Strange, crazy moment of my life. Okay. Signing off. Spent too much time in California. Now I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.